Welcome to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the kind sponsorship from NoiseAware. NoiseAware is an easy-to-use preventative noise monitoring solution that is wire-free and completely weatherproof with the option of interior and exterior sensors. Listen in for the mid-episode break where we will answer another question about NoiseAware. Let's get started. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Today, I am super happy to have with me my son, Mike Bayer, my business partner, and we are going to talk about 10 resolutions that short-term rental owners need to make in 2021. We all make resolutions. Well, most of us make resolutions. How many actually last beyond the end of January? So what we're going to talk about is things that you can do to extend your resolutions right through 2021. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information, and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, as ever. I'm super delighted to be back with you. I'm also really, really happy to have with me today my son, my business partner, Mike Bayer, to talk about resolutions. Hey, Mike, how are you doing? Good. Hello, everybody listening. Happy New Year. Oh, start of a new year. Thank goodness for that. 2021. I'm, I'm kind of a little tired of the, uh, the, the old, uh, oh, it's going to be completely new. We're going to, you know, I think we all just need to be hopeful. I think that's, you know, I, I think it's just important for us all to be hopeful for, for a new year that we can, you know, just kind of, kind of pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off and drive on into uh, hopefully some improvements in life, business and the world in general. Yeah, absolutely. I, it was interesting. I saw I saw a post from uh, Amy Highnote on Facebook yesterday. She's basically saying, "I've had enough of this. We're all in this together." Stuff. Yeah, I mean the hand clapping, uh, kumbaya, rah 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 is is, is great. I mean it, it does. There's a lot of people who need that. I think you know we, we've spoken to so many different vacation rental business owners right across the spectrum who are either absolutely struggling or completely thriving, and it's very interesting talking to those two camps um, about the challenges they're going through um, and the successes that they're seeing. So I think that this episode will be a really good one for both camps to kind of take a look at their business going forward for 2021. And hopefully there's some really good points here that you can take away and apply to your business. Yes, because we're not here to talk about diet or fitness or getting to the gym or, or or having a dry January, <laughs> which I which I understand that that most of Britain is planning on having a dry January. So no, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about business and the resolutions that we can all put in place and then implement and put into practice throughout 2021, and not have them be just sound bites for something to say. These are the things that we're going to do. And we want to share with you. So we have 10, what we think are the best resolutions that every short-term rental owner can make in 2021. And in no particular order, I'm going to kick off with something that has, you know, I spoke a long time ago, Mike, on, a, on an episode about being kind. I was just pulling that up, trying to find out which episode that was so I can refer to it. Yeah, it was episode uh, 292, a Vacation Rental Hospitality mindset, mindset Extended. If you can't be kind, be quiet. Yeah, because our first resolution for 2021 is to be more tolerant. And I, I think we've both seen this in 2020 that that people were more frustrated, they were more irritated, they were more annoyed. And I mean, is that just the, the owners and the managers? <laughs> But it's, you know, we've seen guests come to us and maybe they've been a little hyped up. They've been, they've had concerns. They have a lot of questions. They're talking about COVID cleaning and they are unsure about their safety. And yeah, they've, you know, to me, guests have been pretty demanding in 2020. And we were across the board Set it, well, we set ourselves a goal of to be more tolerant and understanding. And I know it was difficult, but some of the things that I saw in Facebook groups and forums in the last nine months were a little disturbing, to say the least. 
and and I think that the uh, you know everybody is entitled to their opinion, but I think that the uh, the biggest problem with the Facebook groups is that when a lot of other members of that group jump in and then start to begin to stir the pot even more. I mean, obviously, twenty twenty was for for many complications on many different social levels, um, but the amount of times that conversations about a very basic thing to do with a vacation rental would turn into politics or COVID or, or whatever. And I, I think not only do we have to be more tolerant with our guests, um, I mean, we'll come across, we'll talk about this more on the next point, but we have to also be tolerant with each other. Uh, you know, we're, I need to say we're all in this together. I know we just said, <laughs> but but we are. I mean, you know, as an industry, we do have to be supportive and positive. If you just if you just jump in and continue to the, the negative downward spiral on some of these threads, I mean, I, all I can ask of all of you who are listening to this podcast is to get out there and, and help be more positive, help change the conversation, and and you know start pulling people away from the vitriol that they seem to have towards their guests. And, and even if they, if they, you know, start a comment like that, then the admins should be pulling it off anyway. Um, you know, just, just removing those, those very, very negative comments about guests. Um, if it's not in a positive environment. I had a request from a, a blog, a location blog, and I'm not saying where it was, but they, they asked me for my comments and an, an example of the worst guests we'd had in 2020 could I let them know of the most gross things that a guest had done? And I went back and I said, no, I won't. I said, every guest that comes to us deserves the same hospitality. And yes, occasionally behavior is not what we would like it to be, but that does not mean they're bad people. It doesn't. It means that perhaps we didn't, we didn't educate them well enough. We don't know what's going on in their lives and, you know, I, I've, I always figure this out when somebody leaves a place in a mess and they just walk out. We don't know what happened that morning. I'm just want to be more tolerant. So a couple of things is when you're on a Facebook group or a forum and you see something before you hit that keyboard, just take a step back and count to 10. You know, I know that's a really old adage, but let's, let's be doing that more. And also, if you type something and you hesitate before you press the send key or the publish key, then probably you shouldn't be publishing it at all. Yeah, absolutely. And this ties into our next point, which is build trust. Now, I know I, I specifically look for properties through the Facebook groups. I, I look to see people that I connect with. You know, if I'm going to go to a conference or a vacation or, or I'm looking to get away, I'm looking at these Facebook groups to see, you know, who are the great owners? Who are the people who are looking to take care of their guests? And there are many other vacation rental business owners just like me who are doing that. You know, they want to support the industry, so they're going to rent from our peers. So if you're out there being, you know, belligerent about your guests to your peers, it doesn't look good on you. And it, and it just shows that you're degrading your trust. Now, an interesting one, actually, I had a, a comment on the website the other day, somebody uh, reached out to us on the, uh, the conversation app. And they had mentioned that they had booked through VRBO with, with an owner. And then the owner contacted them directly and said, we're coming off the VRBO app, can you book with us directly? And then they did, they canceled the VRBO booking, booked with them directly. And then it turns out that the owner had actually sold the property and it was a non-genuine booking. So, I mean, obviously this is not typical of what happens in the vacation rental space, but all of us need to be aware of what's going on around us with other people in the industry. And you know what? If you see bad behavior, if you see other owners or other property managers who are literally doing business practices that will damage the rest of us. You know, this person contacted me on the website to ask what they should do. And I explained, you know, they should seek legal action through the local East force to, to seek compensation. Also contact the owner to see if they can find out, the, you know, the old owner's information. But the very last thing they signed off with, they said, this is a really unfortunate experience. This is the first time we were ever planning on renting and we'll never rent again. Mm -hmm. So together, we need to work together to stop this kind of behavior when it comes to our guests, because we will lose the trust. And those people, you know, those people may never come back and rent again. And they will tell their friends about their awful experience with vacation rentals. So yeah, so we've gone on a little bit about the, the be more tolerant, build more trust. But I think this is this is a really important, important way to start 21. Well, it, what it is, in fact, and, and I mentioned this, I mentioned this um, trust issue before, because Airbnb mentioned it 66 times in the paperwork they put in for their IPO. It, 66 times the word trust was in that paperwork. 
So Airbnb consider that trust is a hugely important thing for guests. So any way that you can think of to develop trust with your guests is going to go a long way, particularly if you want to do more direct booking. So we'll come back on this because some of the other things that we're going to mention in this are aimed at, you know, they're, they're tactics and strategies for building trust. So what's next on our list, Mike? So next, we're looking at something a little bit more tactical for your business. It's, it's, a, it's what's called a SWOT analysis, where you're looking at the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats around your business. And, and, and Heather's done a really great little video explaining how you can do a SWOT analysis on your vacation rental business. So did you want to explain that just a little bit here? Yeah. SWOT analysis is, is, a, is a technique. It's a tool to assess what your business is current position is, you know, how are you doing at the moment before you decide on any new strategy? Because I know Mike, you and I, we, we talk about strategies all the time and we did actually come back today and assess where we are right now before we move forward. And I think more people, you know, more businesses should be doing that. And when I say businesses, I mean, independent owners just as much as uh, property managers. So in a SWOT analysis, you're looking at what's working well, and what's not so good. So you're going to ask yourself where you want to go, how you might get there, and what might get in your way. So you've got things of an internal origin, which are your strengths and weaknesses, and then the external origin, which are your opportunities and threats. So just a quick example, and I'm going from our business, you know, one of the strengths of our business is that, you know, we, we have some amazing staff. They've been with us for upwards of 15 years, some of them. But the weaknesses is that we don't always have all our staff knowing the, the key systems that we work with. And we found this out recently when, you know, somebody was off for two weeks and nobody knew how to operate one of the systems. So that, you know, the strength, we've got great staff, the weakness that we need to have a number two in different departments, if you like. The opportunities and threats are external, uh, more external. And when we were looking at our opportunities, opportunities are that um, people are staying in the province more. They're not traveling because they can't because the borders are shut. So that's a great strength. That's something for us to work on. Threats are, you know, the things that could possibly harm us. And there are a number of those out there at the moment. And the big one is lockdowns. Is there going to be another lockdown? So head on over to the CLRM YouTube channel and check out my video where I take this a little bit further and give you some clear examples and then do a SWOT analysis for yourself for 2021. So just a quick, quick correction there, as our, as our vacation, vacation rental formula YouTube channel. I was thinking Heather, about my business. <laughs> yes. So Heather's been working on Cottage Link a lot the last, last week. So yes. it's, it's stuck in there. So yes, head across to the vacation rental formula YouTube channel. And you can also get the link to that in the show notes. Yeah, because in that vacation rental formula channel, I'm talking about CLRM. So thank you for the correction, Mike. So there we are. That's, that's number three. That's do a SWOT analysis. I'd love to see yours, actually. After you've checked out that video, send them to me and I'll critique them if you like. Okay, will do. Number four is write more content. And this is a this huge one for me. You know, once again, looking at my own company, we got a new website this year and I'm already seeing just a, a huge amount of traffic coming in from some of the content, some of the great content that we have been, that yeah, we've, we've been writing and putting on the website. And I think everybody can do this. We can all do this. We, we need to do it more by telling stories. When I talk about content, it's not simply the articles that you put on your website. It's the content that you send out as we're doing at the moment, is every two weeks. And we're sending out an, an email to our entire list. It's a drip campaign. And that content that goes in that email ties in with the content on the website. And we're already seeing amazing results from that. And some of our content is appearing on page one of Google for a number of different, very well-searched keywords. It's, it's quite phenomenal. 
Yeah, I think that's a, a really, it's a key component. Um, and we, we talked about this a lot, is, is writing that content. And if you can't do it yourself, that's absolutely fine. Find somebody to do it for you. Um, there's plenty of companies out there focusing on vacation rental copy and can help you write that content. Because the great thing is you write that content, you can pull a little snippet from that, it becomes a social media post. You can pull a little snippet from that, it becomes a tweet. You can you use those blog posts as, as a, you know, a foundation to, to do a video or even to do, do a podcast. I mean, I've, I've heard a podcast where literally all they do is just read blog posts. So you know, th- there's a lot that comes out of simply getting some content written down on paper or, or on your website that you can then share because you know th- those words and, and the, the content that's in there is going to help drive more people organically to your site. And we can't stress that enough that when you, when you can become the vacation rental destination expert um, where you're actually providing more value than simply a listing for a bunch of properties, that's when you're going to have a lot more people to your website and a lot more bookings. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just, just as an example, my most recent content, it was entitled you know, in the email, it's, have you ever walked on water? And the content is about ice safety. And the, uh, as I say, the, the response to that has been really, really good because it's nothing to do with vacation rentals. It's about coming to your location and having a great time and doing something that perhaps you'd never do before. So it's about, it was about a bucket list thing. So maybe that's your first piece of content is you think about what, what would be on people's bucket lists if they were coming to your location and then write something about that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so moving on to the next one. Uh, we're talking about uh, responding to the market. And this is a real follow-on from the last episode, episode 370 with Andrew McConnell from Rented.com, where he talks about in this very dynamic industry that we have right now with the ever-changing rules and regulations uh, to do with you know, number of people in a property or even allowing vacation rentals, you have to go with the ebbs and flows of, of supply and demand. So if you have super high demand, you need to be on the ball and looking at your pricing and seeing if you can you know, begin to increase some of the, the rates for your properties so you can get more profit. It's not price gouging. It's simply taking advantage of the, the market as it as it as it's unfolding. So if you know if you're in a location where uh, you're having a lot of difficulty getting bookings because for whatever reason, I, we have a couple of clients who are in ski resorts. I and mean, certainly here in Ontario, in Canada right now, we have an entire lockdown for the month of January where the ski resorts are closed. We're the only province in the in the country that has all our ski resorts closed. So all of these resort towns that you know rely on the influx of skiers, they need to be significantly reducing their prices for this month to get people in to do other things other than skiing. And then you you know write some content, write write a write a blog post about what you can do during a lockdown. What what is open? What is available? You know this is information that people are desperately trying to find out what what they can do. And if you can provide that information quickly, it's going to make a huge difference to the bookings you can get in these challenging times. Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. And uh, you know, in my discussion with Andrew, he's chided me at times about leaving money on the table by taking a set it and forget it approach. It's always been very, very um, traditional here in our market that you just set that price in November or October for the following year, and that's it. You don't deviate from it. And, you know, hands up, we've probably been doing this for 15 years and we're taking an entirely different approach and we are going to look every month at what's happening in the market. You know, what's, and and of course it, it's all very fluid at the moment because we don't know what's going to be happening month by month. So we'll take a look every month and say, or every week even, you know, are we about to open up? Uh, is the lockdown going to be lifted? Is it going to be extended? Is it going to be, are the restrictions going to be changed? And then respond to that. You know, we before we locked down, we were at five people or less, unless they were from the same household. So we're going to be looking at, and I think that's going to stick around for a while. So we're going to be looking at um, couples and really promoting to couples. And, you know, that that's, you know, responding to the market is not just on revenue management. It's also about who you market to, what your next campaign is going to be about. So the next topic is uh, getting more automated. And, you know, following on from what we just talked about in terms of responding to the market is begin to automate some of those things. You know, you can automate your pricing. You know, if you're a, you know, a mid, mid-sized property management company, you should be looking at companies like Beyond Pricing, Price Labs, or Wheelhouse. These are three major companies in the industry who can help automate your pricing. So that way you don't even have to, to worry about it. 
rented.com is also another website that, that can help you with that service to be able to help you, you know, as, as that market changes based on, you know, current and historical data is to be able to, you know, change that, that, that pricing to get you the maximum viable pricing that you can. As well as that, Heather mentioned earlier about, um, you know, having more content, but deliver it in an automated fashion. So it's a really great idea. If you, if you have some down days, is to sit down and write a whole bunch of emails. Um, as Heather's done, she's written 26 emails. So one email goes out every two weeks for the entire year. And if you make those emails evergreen, then you just you just turn it on and it they just keep sending. I mean, it's always advisable to, to go in a day or two before they send and just make sure the information is current and to ensure that, you know, if there's any current events going on that can adversely affect your business if you send out that email. It's also really important to check that as well. But, you know, to have those 26 emails already pre-written and you can just go in each year and just tweak them just a little bit, that is a huge amount of savings to your time and peace of mind to know that you're reaching your email list, you know, every two weeks and keeping your brand front and center. The other thing you can do is begin to start automating some of the emails that you're sending out to uh, your guests, especially your booked guests, you know, making sure nothing is manual. Like once they paid, guests want to have some instant gratification that, you know, they've achieved something. They don't just want the confirmation from you or the confirmation from, from Airbnb or if you're using one of the OTAs. They want to have, you know, begin to start a dialogue with you. Get ex you want to get them excited about coming to your property. So you can do that with an automated email funnel using a service like ActiveCampaign or MailChimp or any of these email marketing platforms where you can actually set up these automated emails to go out as soon as somebody books. So that's definitely something to look into for 2021 if you don't have that already. Yeah, that one for, for book guests, we've titled it our Tumbleweed Campaign because if you remember that episode I did with, um, uh, with Andy McNulty about time between booking and stay, that is often where nothing happens. And we've called it Tumbleweed Time and that really is sort of driving us to make sure that our guests are continually reminded that they've got a vacation coming up. You should def definitely check out that episode. That was episode uh, 364, Creating Raving Fans by Making the Most of Tumbleweed Time. Yeah, you, you, if you have people, when they walk through the front door, they already kind of know who you are and who your business is because you've connected with them. You're going to have way less problems um, you know, in that first 24 hours, which is that, that wow factor. They're going to be so much more happy when they arrive because they know who you are and know who that business is. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're about halfway through. In fact, we're a little over halfway through. And I want to take just a moment out here to have a word from our sponsors. I'm here again with Michael Goldin to ask another question about the NoiseAware platform. What in general does NoiseAware protect against? Yeah, NoiseAware protects primarily against four things. Uh, obviously, noise complaints and the fines that can come with that. Uh, NoiseWare also protects against damage. Noise is the leading cause or leading indicator of damage in short-term rentals. And if you have NoiseWare, you're 28% less likely to report a damage claim to your insurance company. We also protect your relationships with your neighbors, your community, and your homeowners. And these relationships are what the industry thrives on. So we really view NoiseWare as an altruistic product. And then the last piece that a lot of people don't think about is protecting against false complaints. A lot of people don't love living next door to short-term rentals, so they'll call City Hall every Friday when a check-in happens and complain about noise, whether it exists or, or doesn't. In NoiseWare, we give you the data to prove there either was or wasn't an event, uh, often catching false complaints before they become uh, fines for your house. Well, I'd known, known about the first three, but that last one uh, was something that I hadn't really thought about, hadn't been aware of. So that, that sounds like a really beneficial feature. Yes, it, it was one that we didn't have in our original value prop, but uh, our customers kept telling us that we're actually protecting them by having data uh, around whether there was noise or not at the property. So we, we'd added it to the to value prop. <laughs> Okay, welcome back. 
I love these little mid-roll segments when we can. We, 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 so our new sponsor, Noise Aware, we're so thrilled to have them on board, and and it's and it's great if you're listening to these episodes. Um, you know, each week, you know, having that that question in there and actually finding out a little bit more about the business is so much better than just a boring little ad. So hopefully you guys are you're appreciating that, and uh, and and don't forget you can head across to the uh, our virtual vendor showcase where not only do we feature Noise Aware, but we also feature many other companies that are providing products and services to the vacation rental industry. So you can head across to vacationrentalformula.com forward slash vvs, um, and you can see that in the show notes, and you can also see that if you're on a smart device, uh, it will be in the description. Yeah, and I just I just want to add to that, you know, as as a property manager who is not able to go to conferences and go to those fabulous exhibition halls and talk to people that to actually hear from these suppliers and hear from their clients as well, which is what we're doing with the virtual vendor showcase, that it is, I mean, it's huge for me because I want to talk to people. I don't want to see just an ad. So that's what, that's, what's making it different for me. So yeah, we're enjoying doing virtual vendor showcase. And I, I get hugely privileged to actually talk to the founders of all these companies and their clients. It's been, it's been great fun. So as Mike says, heading over there, you'll find information in the show notes. So next Mike, we're going to talk about something that I'm doing. It's on my resolution list and that's learning about Google Analytics. And I know that our business partner, Jason, is very hot on Google Analytics. He tells me all the time to keep my eye on the analytics. You know, if I'm writing content, don't just write content, follow it up and see how it's working. So I'm doing a Google Analytics course. It's not going to make me an expert, but at least I know what to look for and yeah, how to understand how our content is working for us, where our audience is coming from. And actually you, you can also see where they go on your site, you know, where they come in, where they go to next, and more importantly, where they bounce out. Your comments on Google Analytics, Mike. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you should have somebody in your business who is very tuned into what Google Analytics is and how it can benefit you and, and, and your operation. The thing is, is, is the what is happening on your website will give you a big indication as to, you know, the customer journey, like as, as guests are arriving on your website, where are they going? What parts of the website they're going to? And at what point do they get to a dead end and they leave? I've seen this many, many times where, you know, you're, you're navigating people to a page and then it, it just kind of ends. It, cl- it closes the loop. Um, and you always want to keep that loop open to, to move them onto something else. If you have a blog post at the bottom of that blog post, it should say, if you want to read more about hiking in California, here's another blog post. So you can keep feeding people information. You never want to have them just, just end. And, and you can see that through the analytics. One of the things that we found with um, Heather's business, Cottage Link, is using Google Analytics, we were able to see a lot of people, a, a high percentage of people were getting to the checkout page and then leaving. It was like, okay, so they're getting there. They, they, they only get to the checkout page if they, they've gone through the booking. You know, I want to book now. Here are my dates. I've agreed on the price and everything. You get to the booking page and we discovered that the, the booking page was too long. There was too many form, fields to fill out. So we made some adjustments to that where we had like a booking page part one, which is here are the dates, here's the price, put it in your credit card. So then they paid and then they get to the next part of the booking page, which is, okay, so now you're booked and you're giving us your money. This is all the information we need. And that changed bookings dramatically. And that was simply by studying the Google Analytics and making tactical decisions based on what was needed to help improve, um, you know, the flow of that customer journey. Oh, for sure. That, uh, that bounce rate declined significantly after we put some of these things into place. And it, it did help. We had a, you know, built a new website and we were able to change some of the systems that we, we operated. But, but as you said, you know, we, we were asking people to fill in this long form telling us who was going to be there and their reasons for booking, et cetera, when really we just wanted their credit card. Once we got the credit card, and we could click that button and that credit card was, uh, was accessed, then we could go back in and say, okay, now we've got your information. We just need, need a few more details from you. And just that simple, simple change that we, we, found, uh, we found on Google Analytics made a huge amount of difference. Um, and that's, 
that was all in this analysis. You can get hooked on it. You know, I've, I've actually found that instead of scrolling through Facebook in the mornings, I go to Google Analytics instead. I think that's a little sad. No, it's not. It's not sad at all. It's actually good use of your time. Whereas, uh, unless you're responding to to comments and you know engaging with with customers on on Facebook, if you but if you're just if you're just browsing your Facebook feed, it's just a waste of time. Whereas, if you can look at your Google Analytics and get excited about, oh, we had we had like a twenty percent increase this week on on this particular blog post that we're promoting, it gives you validation of the work that you're doing to ensure that what you're doing is actually worth your time or, or money or effort, um, depending on you know, if you're doing it yourself or, or you're outsourcing. So that's really, really important to make sure that you're you know, keeping on top of those things. Yeah, I found I, when I was looking through the analytics a, a few weeks ago, I kept seeing this article called Where Should You Rent a Cottage? And I thought I could not remember even writing it. And I, in fact, it was an article I wrote four years ago and I, I couldn't find it on my site. But for some reason, people were coming to that article. And I did a little bit of delving. And what I found was when people were putting into the Google search things like best lakes in Ontario, Google had picked up on this article as a suggested article. So it wasn't coming up in the results, but you know, you know where you get that, that list of other things to look at. And I clicked on one of, best, I clicked on one of those articles and it was mine. Where should you rent a cottage? So Fantastic. It, it was, it was, it was amazing. So now I'm on a mission to write more of these articles and then follow them up on analytics. So I'm going to put a link. I'd like to put a link in Mike to the course that I'm doing because it, it, it really is just a, a super useful course. It's designed for people who have no knowledge of Google analytics at all. So I'll put that in the show notes. Sounds good. Okay, so moving on to the next one. Um, so we've talked a lot over the last few months about tools and different pieces of technology that you can use. Um, but again, following on from uh, last week's episode with Andrew McConnell is, you know, just stick with one thing. Don't get overwhelmed. And we talk to so many clients who, you know, we give lots of suggestions about things you can do. And because there's no right way to do this business, there is no proven path to follow. There's no single tool that you can use. And I think that's one of the biggest pieces of overwhelm for many vacation rental business owners is the amount of options that are available to you. So our resolution for you is to pick one project management tool and use it. Actually learn it, get into it deeply and learn how you can integrate it into your operations. Try to stick with it for at least 12 months. Now, that's, that seems like a big commitment, but that's how long it will take for you to get through the adoption phase and actually become a, a comfortable user of that product. So that's, I think, a good resolution for this year is, you know, pick one property management tool and stick with it for 12 months. So many of them are free. And yes. that's what I like. You know, you should not have to be paying. I'm a simple user. I'm not a pro user of many of these things. We use Asana and, you know, Mike... With testament, you know, he, he will say that I have been a reluctant Asana user, but I am growing into it now. And it has probably taken a year. So you're absolutely right. Another one is perhaps Trello. Other people yeah. use Trello. Um, Asana, I think, is catching up on some of that visual side of yeah. that has always made Trello so, you know, a bit more exciting because it's a bit more pictorial. Um, I, if you want to go, if you want to go for something that's more vacation rental specific, if you're actually looking for something for project management for your, you know, your, your vacation rental operations, then you're going to be looking to more into the paid side of things, and you can check out companies like Breezeaway.io. Their platform is specifically geared towards, you know, management of multiple properties using multiple vendors to help you kind of streamline your operations. So, you know, Breezeaway is another option. Anything else that you can think of? Well, I'm actually using two. I am using. We say pick one. I use Workflowy. I mentioned that uh, recently on on a, a podcast episode. Uh, I, I use that because it, it's it's a very basic to do list. So it's just simple bullet points. It's just simple bullet points. There's no fancy bells and whistles or anything. And then I take those bullet points and then put them into Asana. So yeah, it's. I, I think it's really important that you you just focus on one and it because it's it's so easy to be swayed by those bells and whistles when something else comes along i remember when monday.com came out and every youtube video i was looking at 
the ad before it was for monday.com. You know, somebody out there in Google land or YouTube land knows that I am very fickle when it comes to project management. So they just want to keep showing me something else. But I have kept away from monday.com. Don't want to know. I'm going to stick with Dana, Mike. Okay. But yes. Because it's free. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, so moving on to uh, to our next one is, uh, and this is really kind of builds more trust, is to connect with your guests. You want to ask them what they want, like why did they pick your property? And, and this is something that the Cottage Link Headless Company added in a little while ago was you know a very simple follow up question as part of the booking, uh, which was why did you pick this property? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what was it? What was it specifically that, that, that why did you pick that property? Was it the hot tub? Was it the beachfront? I mean, it was just it was a, a simple open ended comment box of why did you pick that property? Because that really goes to helping you. I mean, it could be that we picked this property because we're having an anniversary. We're picking this property because it's my wife's birthday. It's things like that. That is all incredibly valuable information that you can take advantage of. If it's something specifically personal to them about their vacation, then without them even knowing, you could arrange for a birthday cake or a, a, or a bouquet of flowers or a bottle of sparkling wine or, or something like that that you can leave in the property with a note from the company, you know, wishing them, you know, happy anniversary or happy birthday, all those kinds of things. Um, you can use that information. If you want to get a bit more specific, do when, when it's, they have an anniversary, you can call the, the lead guest and ask them, is there anything that we can do to make this more special for you? Free of charge, we, can, we, we don't want to spoil it if it's a surprise, um, but you know, we want to be able to do something for you guys to make it that much more special. And you have no idea how far that's going to go in terms of you know, building the trust with your business, but also you know, they're going to tell everybody, they're going to tell all their friends that they couldn't believe the service they got from this company, that they, they did all these things for us. It's so simple, so inexpensive, uh, you could you could spend a thousand dollars on Facebook advertising, and and you know with a twenty dollar bouquet of flowers and a card, could probably net you more business than a thousand dollars worth of business uh, Facebook advertising. Um, the other thing in asking people what they want is perhaps before they book as well, and doing a survey, simply saying you know what is most important for you in your vacation this year, and then give them you know five or six options and have them put them in order it gives you information so i I love the idea of of doing this for 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 the trust reason but also just for information and data collection about how your particular guests are looking at their at their vacations i mean i I would imagine that you know if you put a list of things that people find most important about their vacation that cleanliness is going to come up as pretty much number one but it could be something else or you could find something that's a little bit surprising about what people are looking for. You know, for, for, for us, it is, we've always thought great waterfront is, is going to be the most important thing, but that may not be. It could be comfortable beds. So you can use SurveyMonkey, and I think you can do... There's Google surveys have something out now, too. I, oh, I haven't personally used Google surveys, but I believe you can set that up. We shall have a look at that. We have a, an account with um, SurveyMonkey. We pay for it, and we because we do use it for a number of, of other things. It's it's not that expensive if you're not sending it out to a huge amount of people. Uh, but definitely, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll pass on what we think about Google Survey when we've tested it. Another thing you can do with the surveys, which is you know engage your email list, maybe in January or you know whatever is your lowest month of the year, is to send out that survey to your email list for either your past guests or your leads who, who never booked is to send them out a survey and say, you know, what is the, if you were to come and stay with us, what would be like the number one thing that you would like, or what, what would, what would be a reason for you to book with us this year? And it can be an open-ended comment. And that gives you an entire call list of people to call anybody who emails you back and fills out that, that response. It means they're interested. You know, that gives you the opportunity then to reach back out to those people and get them on the phone. Can you get them booked in this year? You know, if you've got in your downtime, get on the phone and call those people, wish them a happy new year, whatever it is at that time of year, and and just, you know, get them on the phone and see if you can commit them, or at least let them know what it is you're offering this year. A phone call can go a long way to secure booking. And I think we have got away from making phone calls and, you know, connecting with your guests personally like that can make a huge difference as well um, in your bottom line. 
Oh, absolutely. I think um, we underestimate the power of the human voice because mm -hmm. we have resorted so much to text and to emails and to anything but actually speaking to somebody. And I think at, the, at this time, you know, people are more open to hearing from another person, you know, at, at this time during COVID when, when connections with people have been reduced so significantly. So I, we, we tell our staff all the time, you know, if somebody asks a question and you want to ask them a supplementary one to clarify what they want, get on the phone with them. And it's amazing how much better our conversions are when we do that thing. And actually, just one more quick tool that we have been using or trialing recently is a tool called Bonjuro, where you can actually send a video message via email. And the great thing is it's super easy to do. Once you get in the flow, like if you've got, you know, 30, 40, 50 people to, to send a message to, you can knock all those out in about an hour and a half. Uh, you know, you have the same message to them. But the nice thing is, is you can introduce, you know, it's a personal message. And using Bonjuro, you also get, um, there's a, a chat application to that as well so you can actually do like backwards and forwards chatting with people and it's super easy then to convert them to coming back and, and booking a property so i would love it if somebody would uh, would, would try out bonjuro and, and leave a, a comment in the comments below the show notes uh, and again you can uh, access that through the link um, in the description of this episode on your smart device and using bonjuro more is on my list of resolutions for 2021 so I'm probably going to set some goals about that is uh, particularly with our new owners. If somebody contacts us and says, Hey, I'm, I'm thinking about buying a property. Um, can you tell me more about your services? Well, instead of just sending them just a link back to our owner information pack, I'm going to use Bonjuro and just simply say, hi, this is me. So excited. You're thinking about buying a property. I'd love to help you uh, with evaluation for rental purposes. Just give me a call. And so they get this little video. That's all I'm going to say. Just they get this little video of my face. <laughs> I will have a smile. I'm assuming that, uh, that it's not going to frighten them off too much. Um, but we're going to be testing that out uh, through the spring uh, as we get into our you know, very, very deep owner acquisition strategy phase. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so coming on to our very last of our 10 resolutions is maximizing the marketing mix. Yes, absolutely. And this comes from using OTAs, those people who are using OTAs solely, not using anything else. And from what I'm hearing from some new owners who are saying, you know, I'm, I've bought a property, I'm going to get it rented, I'm not going to use any OTAs. So it's almost going back in the opposite direction. Book Direct is fantastic. It really is a, an amazing way of building trust with your guests, creating a solid repeat market, but it doesn't mean that you don't use the OTAs at all. It simply means that you become more strategic about your marketing. See, the thing with Airbnb and VRBO and Booking.com is that they can bring you guests relatively cheaply. They bring you your guests that first time around. It's up to you, once you've got your guests in the property, to convert them into a book direct guest the next time. We spoke about StayFi a while back. StayFi is a great tool for collecting email addresses from every person that comes into your property because it requires them to give you your email address in order for them to connect to your Wi-Fi. So definitely something for you to go and, and have a look at. So Airbnb, VRBO, Booking.com, whatever has brought in that guest. And now it's up to you to take them to your Book Direct platform for the next time round. So be strategic. Think about you know, how you're going to maximize your occupancy. I mean, so I would say definitely do not put all your eggs in one basket. I mean, if you're just on Airbnb, it's unlikely you're listening to this anyway, because we do stress that Airbnb is not great as a sole platform, nor is VRBO come to that, nor is booking.com, but just use them tactically to bring you the most guests that you can subsequently bring into your book direct platform. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Having that, not having all your eggs in one basket attitude towards your business is essential for future-proofing your business um, because you do not want to have your business completely in the hands of somebody else. So it's really good to, to spread out your marketing, use a channel management service so you can actually market to multiple platforms at the same time with an, a constant focus on converting those guests to book direct guests in the future. Now, I wasn't going to do this. Um, I should have actually thought about this before, considering I'm working on this project uh, right now. This is a bonus. And actually, it shouldn't be a bonus. It should have been number one on our resolutions list. Heather's looking at me because she's like, I've got no idea what he's going to say. I've got no idea what you're going to say. <laughs> um, so currently, I'm working with Justin Ford, who is the head of safety for Breezeway. Uh, we mentioned Breezeway earlier on the episode. And Justin has created a short-term rental safety certification program which allows people to become a certified short-term rental safety inspector uh, to be able to go out and more specifically for property managers to, to be able to actually provide certificated properties. You know, they were inspected and meet the standards for, you know, a, a safe rental. And Justin and I are working on a, a, a watered down version of that course, which will be free. And we'll be launching this uh, later on in the spring where it will allow each individual vacation rental owner to have the opportunity to get the knowledge that they need to provide certainly the the bare minimum of safety um, that we would expect all owners to be providing. So I would like to add the bonus of making safety a priority for 2021 in your vacation rentals. And as uh, you, you're going to hear a lot more about this in the coming months on the podcast here, um, and also on the vacation rental formula as we begin to promote this program and really try and make our industry a lot safer than, than it is because we, we get stories every single week about issues that, that have arisen due to lack of owner participation in the the application of, of safety in the uh, in the property so yeah and and, uh, and heather of course she's mentioned this before has just finished her certification program so she's now a, a certified inspector and is already beginning to do apply this this course to properties within her own inventory uh, which I hope that many of you will be able to do as well in 2021. That was a great point to make, Mike. I know after I did my certification training that it opened my eyes up to every safety issue, not just the the basic fire extinguisher, where the fire extinguisher should be and where the smoke alarm should be. and But I'm now able to look at images of a property from, from, from somebody who's thinking about buying it and immediately see where they're going to need to spend money. And it mm -hmm. actually has saved people from walking into something that was massively unsafe. And it wasn't, it wasn't a blatant safety issue. It's just that I know now that railings on stairs going down to a, down to a dock in that particular instance were not to code, were not to building code because now I understand the International Building Code for Exterior Staircases. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just I was talking with a friend of mine um, at work regarding a, an Airbnb property they stayed in last year, and he showed me some photographs, and the bedroom was in, was in a loft, and the way you got to the loft was, was up a, a, a polished wooden ladder. It didn't have proper rungs on it. It was, it was like there were like twigs that have, that have been spun and, and put together, um, and it was just completely unsafe. No means of egress. Basically, if there was a fire down below, you're trapped. So all, all of these things, you know, th these wonderful, unique things we look for in our properties, we also have to make sure they're extremely safe. So we will be talking a lot more about this over the coming months um, about the the course I'm working on with Justin Ford at Breezeway um, and also the safety certification program that you can participate in as well if you'd like more information on that head across to the show notes and leave us a comment and we can uh, hook you up with uh, whatever information you might need uh, right now to get you started if this is you know if you want to make this your number one 2021 resolution well that was a good 11th Mike Yes, it was. I kind of felt that should have been number one. It just popped into my head there. I don't know why we didn't do that. Well, you Anywho, know, every one of these, every one of these resolutions could make an entire podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So what's up? What's next? Uh, that's it. I, th I think we uh, we covered a few points. Um, really hoping um, if you you know if you're listening to the podcast, I mean we're now into 800,000 downloads on on the podcast, and we just want to give you the listener a huge thank you for, for supporting <laughs> us, for being a subscriber. Um, we'd love to see more comments across on the show notes. We want to get more interaction. If you want to kind of interact with other listeners, uh, you can head across to Facebook and join the, the Business of Short-Term Rental 
and property management Facebook group where you can connect with other very positive and amazing, uh, it's an amazing group of people. I think we're about to two and a half thousand people in that group now. And it's, it's just, it's, it's wonderful to see people come together in a very positive way. Somebody's having some challenges with a guest and people will respond in, in a positive way and, and, and try and get them out of their funk. I think once you program yourself with that negative attitude towards guests and towards the industry, very quickly do you lose your love for it? And all of a sudden it becomes a chore and, and not a path. So I think it's, it's good to surround yourself with positive people. And if you do find yourself there, then, uh, you know, find the people who are going to help you. Find the people who are going to pick you up rather than kind of just agree to put everybody else down. Um, just, just over, just a, a quick note on that Facebook group, because it, it has been astonishing how, how it's grown and how people have contributed to it. And j- just top of my head, some of the, the issues that have been discussed was, you know, should I start my own laundry for my property management business? And just so much information came back in from property managers who'd started their own business. One of the major questions that people have is about property management software. So they've been asking questions about what property management software should I use if I've only got five properties? And then recent question from Johan, actually, from uh, Quebec, from Le Tavartes Chalet, I think it is, about photographs, you know, about how you how best to take photo, professional photographs. So it's a wide ranging and, and very, very valuable information. It's like encyclopedia of vacation rentals. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you haven't had the chance yet, if you're not on Facebook, I, I get it. That can be a bit more of a challenge. Uh, and if you're not on Facebook, then head across to vacationrentalformula.com and just you know start to leave comments on these episodes because we're actually starting to see many micro communities development within the comment section. So, so head across. And, and also, it's just nice to hear from you. Like if you enjoyed the podcast, we appreciate the, uh, the, the comments actually in the show notes. We, we have so many reviews on, on iTunes and, and Spotify and all these other places. And we, we thank you so much for listening. Please take advantage of the, the wealth of information on the Vacation Rental Formula website and, uh, and just let us know how we're doing. It's always nice to hear from you. Uh, if you want to email us directly, you can do that at support at vacationrentalformula.com. Let us know if there's anything we can do for you. If there's anything that you're struggling with, again, we'd love to hear from you. So, so, so thanks again to you. And uh, we wish you the very, very best 2021. So that's it from us, Mike. What a great, uh, a great show this was, I think. Um, I'm, I'm hugely motivated. So I'm heading off to make my list, which is actually going to include a lot of these. I'm going to take this out, actually, and share it with my team and and see what they think so thank you so much for joining me always an absolute pleasure to have you on the show thanks for having me thanks again for listening to this episode brought to you by NoiseAware. for more information and to connect with the NoiseAware team visit vacationrentalformula.com forward slash NoiseAware, or simply click the link in the description section of this episode on your smart device It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to...